Zero, Season 3, Episode 25. I'm your host this week, Jenna Anderson. Uh, BD, Liana Plain, being back from uh, spending the weekend hanging out with Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible cast. Uh, but he misses you all, and he will hopefully be back next week, because I know he really, really wants to talk Secret Invasion. Um, but I'm your host this week. We have a really big show to talk about. We have a new Marvel trailer. We have some news about San Diego Comic-Con. And we're going to break down the first episode of Secret Invasion. So joining me to do all of that is Nicole Drum. Hello! We've got Jamie Jarak. Good morning. It feels so good to be back in the TV era. First one of the year. It's crazy. I like had not registered how long it has been. Like She-Hulk feels like yesterday and a literal lifetime ago. So it's kind of wild. Um, and then we have Aaron Perrine. Uh, what's going on? It's a it's a big one today on multiple fronts. Oh yes. <laughs> it's a chonky show. We got we got a lot to talk about and some things that I was not prepared to talk about uh, this time yesterday. So it'll be very interesting. Um, but uh, just to start things off, uh, I know we've all been waiting for it. I know, you know, it's it swept the, the rankings that we did at the start of the year. Uh, the first Craven the Hunter trailer is now out into the world. We can finally talk about it. Um, so what was everybody's reaction to it? I know Jamie was literally just watching it before we got started. So you go first. Yeah, I forgot to watch it. I saw that it was released and I was like, oh, I'll do this before day zero. And then I forgot. So like 10 minutes ago, I was scrambling. Um, you know, it looks fun. I mean, if this wasn't like a Sony Marvel movie, I'd be like, yeah, this looks like a good time. But just like that factor just makes me really question what's going on. I know it's I, I don't I haven't read any Craven, so but I know enough to know this isn't quite right. Uh I, you know, uh, I just, I like, I really like Russell Crowe. And I think it's funny that it's like, let's give him another accent. Let's do it. I think that's so funny. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's like October. Oh, God, that's so soon. I'm going to watch this movie so soon. I, I like, I just, it's all happening so fast. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, well, it, we'll see. I can't get myself excited, but uh, I can't pretend some of it didn't look fun. I liked when he shot the guy through a wall in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say for those of you watching live, we are obviously playing the green band trailer. We are not playing the red band trailer. I feel like that would get us banned from every platform we're on. But um, I will say before we keep going with reactions, the red and the green band trailers feel like completely different movies. Like, I'm, I'm glad that the red band trailer exists because I feel like if you just did the green band, it would undersell a lot of the R-ratedness of the movie. But uh, Nicole, how do you feel about Craven? Um, yeah, the fact that it's a Sony Marvel movie, again, like definitely tempers all of it. But like I said earlier, like I will watch this movie just for Russell Crowe and yet another accent in his library of wacky accents. Like I will, I'm already thinking maybe I should be Russell Crowe in his accents for Halloween this year because it is coming out in October. Like I, I, I will watch the movie for Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe only. But like my first thoughts watching this trailer was what in the Catman origin is going on here? And it kind of just like, it didn't make me mad, but it like annoyed me to the point that I'm like, I'm going to angry watch this movie because I'm mad now. Like, what? Like, I don't know. Sony just always lets me down. So I don't know. Except for Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is Except for Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse yeah. is Live action. the precious yes. cinnamon. Yes, that, that should be Live. the qualifier because Spider-Verse yes. is a precious cinnamon rule that must be protected at all costs. Like, that's gold. But the live action stuff, like, what? But again, this is also got Russell Crowe. So, <laughs> I, I don't I, I love that like Russell Crowe is the selling point so far for this movie. It's just Russell yeah. Crowe. <laughs> I, think, I think they knew what they were doing. I think they knew what they were doing. They're like, we're going to do this wacky thing, but we're going to give you Russell Crowe with an accent. So get your butt in the seat. Before the, the, the thoughts of this trailer continue, I just learned this. Did you know that, that for Love and Thunder, they made Russell Crowe film every scene twice because they wanted yes. him to use his gladiator voice. But yes. he was like, no, I'm Greek. I want to use Greek. So they're like, okay, then you have to film every scene both ways. And then in the end, they were like, you're right, Russell Crowe. He should be Greek. But like, that's <laughs> crazy to me. Uh, I need the gladiator cut. I just need like this I movie do too. Just with all of those scenes <laughs> in that accent. Um, Aaron, how do you feel about Craven Sweep? I want to say a uh, shout out to Stamina MC in the comments on YouTube. They called it Radioactive Mufasa came through for him. That's great. <laughs> I will remember That's that for a long name. time. So thank you guys for watching. Um, also, in lieu of my actual thoughts, I'm just going to tell jokes from other people in Slack. Uh, the Slack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Valdez, who was on our show last week, said that he just missing little uh, Pope's Exorcist little scooter. 
Yes. And then yeah. it would all be complete. And I was like, yeah. oh, that movie came out like two seconds ago. Holy crap. And yeah. Spencer Perry pointing out that literally it feels like the trailer for Morbius, where mm-hmm. oh my God. if BD was here, he'd be like, I don't know. It'd be good. <laughs> But then we get the football pulled out from us again. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm still rooting for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like, I want you to be James Bond, my man. He he looking real, real physically fit and running. So there, there, there's part of the sizzle reel for this thing. I, I just, it's impossible to know. I, I, I don't know what to even think. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> trailer doesn't mean anything. I feel like I'm back in like my video game 2014 mold where <laughs> The trailer doesn't mean anything. Until you get the game in your hand, it does not matter. Like, oh yeah, Dead Island looks amazing. Then it comes out and they're like, ugh. So (laughs) let's let's hope. We have to watch it. We're gonna watch it for the show, guys. We're gonna do a reaction (laughs) episode. We're gonna do all of it. If Michael Keaton comes in at the end, Jamie will be like, it's validated. I will say though that like the poster for this has got some real romance novel cover vibes, and I, oh, I yeah. am here for that. Like, if they somehow turn this into some weird bodice ripper romance novel Catman <laughs> origin ripoff, I might change my opinion of Sony. Like, I'll take that. Like, surprise me, Sony. Surprise me. There's no denying the man. The man looks good. I, even though yeah. I'd like to go on record saying I yeah. don't want him, to, want him to be Bond, he looks uh-huh. good, and I think he's he going to be good, good in this role. But that doesn't mean anything when it comes to so <laughs> see my first reaction with the poster was like it, it just feels like the tethered of the black adam teaser poster like it looks like they're just both sitting like across the bar like talking crap about you or something like their best friends or they're dating i don't know the poses were just very very similar you, he looks like he's a bad boy try trying to like you know like there there's a bad romance novel in that poster <laughs> that could make oh. a really terrible movie and i want that terrible movie now a thousand percent russell crowe and his accent narrates <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally a from a comic too, right? Yeah, like it's it is. absolutely one hundred percent like bar for bar yeah. one of these things. And I just like I don't know, man. Guys, <laughs> like uh, crave and sweep. Here we go. I like this trailer. Both was and wasn't crazier than I had ever expected it would be. I feel like if it hadn't screened at CinemaCon and we already knew, like he, you know, rips a guy's eye out and does all of this stuff. I feel like if I just saw this completely in a bubble, I would think it was even crazier. But for what it is, it's like again, I don't want to get my hopes up. We've gotten our hopes up so many times with these movies, but I at least know having to watch this down the line. I'm excited to see what Aaron Taylor Johnson does with this. I'm excited for Ariana DeBose to be in this movie the cast of this movie is great it's just like again like nicole said they gave him catman's origin story first off like this is not even craven's comic accurate origin story they literally just like getting bit by a lion and getting lion powers is what catman had happened to him in dc and it's just very weird to see that because if we ever get a live action catman they're like oh he's a craven ripoff it's like no 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 he was he was doing this first um i I don't want to get my hopes up but i also kind of do like i know this movie will at least be entertaining. I don't know if it'll be a Venom entertaining or a Morbius entertaining, but we will just have to see. Stay um, tuned to comicbook.com for more updates on the Power Rangers Jungle Fury reboot. There you go. <laughs> All right. Also, can I just say, we are now three for three with like these live action Sony movies where like the protagonist runs on the wall in a trailer. Cause like I'm mm. waiting for Madam Web to just like, cl- like climb a wall. Cause it's like, we've just had that very consistently all the way through. I, um, as we've talked a lot about Russell Crowe, I had that in the notes, but we've obviously already covered it. I, I just, he is collecting accents like Infinity Stones and it's kind of great. I'm, I'm happy for him that he at least seems to be having fun. Uh, what do we think of Rhino in this trailer? First of all, having a movie where you can end like the big trailer tease with Rhino, is kind of wild to me, but what do we think of what they did tease? What a time to be alive. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Everyone else is just speechless. I just uh... stunned. Sony man like what like you get through Spider-Verse you're like yeah man maybe they're figuring it out and then you sit here and you're like no we're still a ways away (laughs) but you know what props to Sony for doing the wackiest weirdest sometimes dumbest stuff we have ever seen like props to them like that's some bold moves that's some bold moves like you do you Mm-hmm. I, I am sad that Layla's not in the chat because I know she would be defending this movie with her life because, oh, of, you know, the yeah. director, Triple Frontier and all of that. Again, like the cast and crew of this movie make me optimistic. It's just the track record of Sony. This yeah. could just be all over the place. Um, 
Are yeah, are we hopeful? Do we think Craven Sweep will be sweeping the nation, or will will this just be another Morbius situation? I can tell you one thing, uh, and that's in terms of our hype rankings from the beginning of the year, I, I find it hard to believe I'll like this less than Quantumania. <laughs> so at least I feel like I'll come out of this year and Craven won't be last like it was on my first list. So, but who knows? Like, it could be the, the bars on the floor. She who tipped knows? in fate. You really tipped in fate out of your point. Maybe that that evil out there. <laughs> what if this movie like brought back Michael Keaton and then killed him? Like, would that then rank it oh, the Quantum Mania? We're done. You know, also, can I just say, like, before Nicole and Aaron, just like the the shot with the spiders is so funny to me. Like, we've gotten we've gotten so far away from like we're making these movies without Spider Man, but we still have to reference spiders. I'm like, is he now just gonna have a personal phobia and vendetta of spiders because of that one scene? And then by the end of the movie, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna go, you know, kill that Spider Man kid. Like, it's just the weirdest way of shoehorning it in. But I just find it very funny. Nicole, are you hopeful? I don't trust Sony, therefore I'm not hopeful. But at the same time, I'm 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 just I'm just gonna go with the flow. I, I I've just learned at this point with stuff like this, I've just learned to take my hands off the handlebars and just like ride. And if I crash into a wall, at least I knew what I was getting into. Like, I mean, I'm the person who was like, sure, I'll watch Morbius. I know this is gonna be a disaster, but at least it's gonna be a disaster I prepared myself for. So that's where I'm at on this. I I think we're. I, 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 I'm <laughs> no words, <laughs> just speechless. We're all just speechless at the prospect of a crevillion dollar box office gross. <laughs> Aaron, how are you feeling? Are you hopeful that for I'll, this movie? I'll keep it short and sweet. I think, funny enough, bold prediction this thing will not probably come in last for all of us, yeah. which I believe would be a win. I think that's a win for, for Sony in these times. Like, having look two movies in the top nine for everybody at phase zero you could put it on the poster you know <laughs> we're aiming high over here we're aiming so high <laughs> i our end of the year rankings are going to look so wild they're going to look absolutely nothing like our beginning of the year rankings and i'm just ready for how unhinged that's going to be um i just so, want to see a pull quote of russell crowe's all right and that's it that's all i want to <laughs> see for this that's all i want to see <laughs> Just all Give of those like me. trailer pull, pull quotes are just going to be about Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's all right. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to take a quick one minute break. And when we're back, we will have some MCU news to talk about. And then after that, we will break down the first episode of Secret Invasion. So stay with us. Welcome back to Phase Zero. Uh, so before we break down Episode 1 of Secret Invasion, we've got some Marvel news to talk about, um, including one really big one that dropped yesterday uh, that all of us definitely have reactions for. Marvel Studios is not going to be in Hall H this year for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the Wrap confirmed this in a report on Tuesday. They said they're still going to have some sort of booth presence at the convention, but they are not doing a panel. Um, so you can kind of assume this is probably due to the writer's strike and the possible uh, SAG strike that also may or may not be coming next month. Um, but this is still kind of, a, it's, it's disappointing news, definitely. Um, Jamie, you just start us off. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for like us specifically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it sucks, but it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, it's not surprising. Uh, we, you know, give the rights what they want, give the actors what they want. They deserve it. And, uh, you know, it's a bummer that all this stuff has to happen while we're waiting for that, but it's what needs to happen. Uh, but, but yeah, it's like, there was so much stuff we thought, like, just tell us the fantastic forecasting, <laughs> please. So we never have to talk about it again. I thought that that was going to be it, but yeah, no, it's a bummer, but it's all like, you know, it just it is what it is and uh we'll get through it i was thinking about how like oh man we're about to enter this, this such a bad period of you know not getting anything and it's like we did this we've done it in the pandemic we know mm -hmm. what it's like to work through not a lot of stuff we got through it once together we'll do it again absolutely i like but like i the, the fact that there are certain projects that this would have been their main san diego to kind of promote themselves and now they don't have that is what's kind of the most depressing to me it's like i echo i know we've talked about echo on the show and 
strategy for that and how we may or may not feel about that. But the fact that it can't even have like its little Hall H moment is kind of sad to me. It's also Deadpool 3. Like you would think here's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman back together. Here's some sort of footage or some sort of teaser for Deadpool 3. The fact that they can't even do that in Hall H uh, is, is, is sad. I'm sure Ryan Reynolds is probably not very happy about that because that seems like the kind of thing that would just blow the roof off of the place. So, and again, we'll talk about it, but the fantastic forecast, we're still going to be stuck in this purgatory of not knowing who are, who's playing the fantastic four, but Nicole, how do you feel about this? I think, I mean, <clears throat> again, I a hundred percent understand the reasoning why, and Jamie's absolutely right. Pay the writers, pay the actors. They a hundred percent deserve it. And they deserve so much more than what they're currently getting. Um, but you're like what you said, like particularly as someone who is part of the hard of hearing, hearing impaired community, I really do truly feel bad for like Echo because this would have been their moment and they absolutely deserve that. Like that's representation on the grandest of stages in, in a real way. And it just breaks my heart that they're not going to have that opportunity. Whatever you think about this show, whatever you anticipate about this show, that's a huge moment for a section of the population that we don't always see ourselves in this space at that level. And I was, I was personally looking forward to it as somebody who was on the home team who would be watching it from afar, covering it from afar. And I was just already like amped at the possibility. And this news just kind of takes it down a little bit for me now. And it just feels like it just pushes that possibility even further down. And I feel bad for the, the talent involved in that. I feel bad for everyone. And in, you know, like Kofi said in the comments just now, Echo is getting done dirty. And I feel that way as someone who's part of the, not even as, as a fan or as a professional, but as someone who's in that community, I'm like, man, like I was so stoked for the representation of people in my community. And now we're not getting our big moment and it just sucks, but pay the writers. Dang it. Absolutely. A thousand. Aaron, how do you feel about this? I mean, they could end it anytime they wanted to, you know? And, and yeah. come out like Hulk Hogan in 1985 and cup your ears to all the applause, too. I just don't understand. Like when people make decisions like that, I'm like, you could be the hero. We're all so stupid. Like you don't understand how you underestimate how dumb we all are. <laughs> people would celebrate like Christmas. Some of us worked in the comic book slack when Sony and Marvel made the deal to bring Spider-Man back. And mm -hmm. you would have thought Kevin Feige landed on the moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... I don't, I don't understand it exactly. I'm bummed. I don't know what we're going to do, guys, too, because are we going to have the phase zero meetup? We'll, we'll figure that out. I think that's oh. a conversation that will definitely be happening off mic. I, I don't even know at this point. What? But yeah, which is, which is sad in and of itself. Um, but yeah, again, pay your writers, pay your actors. There's a lot of stuff in this industry that needs to be worked out. We're going to talk about one component of that in our secret invasion conversation. But I... It, it, it's just frustrating that this is the situation that we're in, but I completely understand it at the same time. I'm very curious now, now that Marvel has done this and the rap also reported universal and HBO might not be going either. So I'm very curious to see who else follows suit between now and when Comic-Con is supposed to be. Um, but speaking of the purgatory, we continue to be in for fantastic four, Jamie, take it away. Oh my goodness, our very own BD talked to Vanessa Kirby at the um, Mission Impossible uh, junket and uh, premiere. And, uh, you know, she's on the list of, uh, of rumored people to who could be playing Sue Storm. So naturally had to ask about that. So we've got a little clip. Oh my God, yes. Rumors online about Sue Storm. Oh my God, yes, I read those rumors. <laughs> Are they just that? Can you say anything about it? Um, I can say it would be an honor. I love how excited Palm was. Me too. Like, oh my gosh. It is like Vanessa clearly can is like like that is stone faced, can't say anything. Uh, but like Palm doesn't have any stake in this game. So she can be like, yeah, come play with me again. Cause I love playing with you in this movie. I think that's so cute. Um, I'm a mega Vanessa Kirby fan. Uh I she's probably my aside from Olivia Coleman, of course, my favorite part of the 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 crown. Um, she's so good in the mission movies. She's the my favorite plays my favorite character in the entire fast universe. I just love her so much. I think she'd be a cool choice, but who knows? Uh, what do you guys think? 
<laughs> I I was like so excited to give you the Vanessa Kirby story because like we've texted so much about Hattie from the Fast movies. I was like Jamie Jamie needs to take this story. I I completely agree. I love her so much. I I think she is just such a fun actress. I also like we've talked on the show when like Margot Robbie was on the shortlist for Sue Storm. I as much as I love Margot Robbie, I I feel like somebody like Vanessa Kirby could really really make that role her own and could really have fun with it. And it wouldn't just be this thing in my brain of like Margot Robbie is playing Sue Storm. It's like Vanessa Kirby would be a very inspired choice so i want to hope that with how coy she was in that clip something might be happening but who knows it seems to be changing every way the wind blows i don't know i get so confused because i don't remember what people are in like i don't remember at all (laughs) like the last three years have just burned my brain like the good functioning parts of my brain to like nothing but then i remember she's in freaking jupiter ascending in about time and i'm like yeah let's do it fine sounds great (laughs) The weird Twitter picks. Absolutely. Justice for Jupiter Ascending. And anyone else who had to be in that. Bring Chana back too. Uh, so Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. We're not going to know for a while. And that's about as concrete a non-answer as we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. So that's not helping us at all. We have no idea. VD's big, crazy serial killer board in his house where he's trying to piece <laughs> this puzzle together along with Avengers Tower remains unresolved for another day. Oh my god. I just am embarrassed that I just now realized Crown and now that I know she was in the Crown and I connected the dots between who she was in the Crown and who she is, I am 100% wanting her for Sue Storm because I don't think she's going to play Sue Storm. I think she would become Sue Storm. And as someone who thinks that Sue Storm needs a whole lot of agency to be played correctly, and I'm trying to put this nicely because I don't always <laughs> love how Sue is written, um, I, I need to see her be a real person. Um, please give me this and inject it directly in my veins. And oh my God, I need to watch more movies and stuff with Nessa Kirby in it because dear <laughs> God, she was phenomenal in The Crown. I am such a Crown fan. Like it's ridiculous. And how I did not make this connection until today, I am embarrassed. Please shame me. <laughs> But yeah, there's been like eight up. cast changes since she was on it. In your defense, yeah, I mean, I mean, I keep up, I keep up, but it's just like how how did how did this not track for me that this person is also this person is this person? <laughs> what now? Now I'm on board. So yes, please give this to me and uh, and the writer strike so we can find out the casting. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like Jamie and I are just going to recommend like a dozen Vanessa Kirby things to you as soon as please. the show's over. You guys have my number. Just text me like yes. constant recommendations. I need to see more things. That's my brain, like like Aaron's, my brain is kind of mm, <laughs> it's not there. It's crispy. It's it, we all have face blindness with certain actors and certain movie things. So it's it, like yeah, definitely. Um, so going back to Sony and Marvel, uh, because we still have to talk about that today. Nicole, take it away. So we've got some new Sony Marvel release dates. Um, for up first, we got one untitled Sony Marvel movie is now dated for November eighth, twenty twenty four. We've also got one untitled Sony Marvel live action movie is now dated for June 27th, 2025. But the big one is just this morning, brace yourselves, El Muerto fans. Sony has confirmed that El Muerto is is not coming out in January of 2024. Um, I I know that y'all had finally gotten me on the El Muerto train. (laughs) Like I was resistant. I didn't want to get on board. I, I may have watched some WWE stuff and gotten big on on the on Bunny and all. I'm full bo- full on this now, and this is like the saddest news ever for me. I'm heartbroken. But what does everybody else think about these dates, and especially the El Muerto of it all? Are we even gonna get El Muerto at this point? <laughs> there was no way that was that movie was coming out in January. I mean, no. that that's, that that doesn't surprise me at all. That was never gonna happen. Um, Let I me mean, be delusional. <laughs> at least they didn't say it's not happening. I mean, That's true. this this yeah. isn't this doesn't mean that it's not happening. It, it could be the light way of easing us into the news that it's not going to happen. But I'm going to remain hopeful uh, for all those Bad Bunny fans out there who uh, who want to see him adapt eight pages into a film. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. <laughs> As I, I had- believe you guys got me on this train. Like I can't believe this tr- not only turned me into like I want El Muerto. Like this started as a this is a joke. Now, like, maybe I'm interested. And it's all you guys' fault. Like, I'm blaming you for this. And then it turned into, heck yeah, I want El Muerto. Who is this bad bunny guy? Now I'm a fan. And I'm like, what have you done to me? You bad bunny El Muerto pilled me. Like, I freaking watched wrestling for this. That's, like, 
that's saying something. That's absolutely saying something. I both love and hate you guys at the same time. <laughs> I haven't even watched wrestling for this, and I'm still like banging the drum of El Muerto. I like as I had tweeted when this like when the first two release dates were announced last week. I had joked that like the November one could maybe f- be for El Muerto, and that they had just forgotten to confirm that that movie's not coming out in January of next year. Because again, that is just possible. Even without all of the strikes, like that movie would not be ready by January of next year. Um, I. I still need this movie to happen in one way or another. As I tweeted uh, before the show started, I have like a new random idea in my head of like, there's a version where you could just take um, El Muerto, you could take Don Glover's Hypno Hustler, and just a bunch of other like D-list Spider-Man villains and just make the weirdest superior foes movie humanly possible. And I feel like it would outgross so many movies. Like it would it would be a really fun time. Um, but I stupidly, I'm like, I still want El Muerto to happen. I, the big scuttlebutt has been the June 2025 date. What do you guys think about that? Because I know BD made a video. There's a lot of theorizing that it could be Spider-Man 4. So do you guys think it would be that? I mean, what else could it possibly be? I don't know what else could say. possibly get announced. Like that wouldn't get tomatoes <laughs> thrown at you. Yeah, it's El Muerto. Yeah, Chris. thank you, Chris. Absolutely. It's El Muerto. <laughs> The other the other possibility I have seen, and then I'll let Aaron talk about this, is like that Spider-Verse, Beyond the Spider-Verse could maybe get delayed to November because like the the listing says untitled Sony Marvel and not necessarily like a live action. The, the live action. So like, yeah. do we think that that's a possibility? Because I know we've talked about on the show of like they haven't recorded certain things yet and that movie's supposed to come out in March. So do we think that's a possibility? I think that's logistically a possibility. I mean, that would make sense, especially since it doesn't have the qualifier of live action. That does seem to kind of be a tell. Um, And that would make sense timeline wise, especially if there's possibility of striking getting ready to happen. That gives them a buffer to to finish things um, and not butt up against a timeline. I see a lot of these dates being kind of a well stuff could get real here y'all like we need to have a cushion mm-hmm. just in case and that just in case is looking a lot more like a oh snap this is going to happen. Um, so I think that I think you might be on to something there and then like Aaron says I honestly have like what else could that that longer out date be like unless we're about to drop like the weirdest live action sony superhero movie of all time which gets sony god only knows <laughs> march march never made sense to me march no. is a weird release month for a movie a like that november month. makes sense because it'll still be in theaters at the holidays uh, um yeah. get a surge up there like that's i i worked in the movie theater for four years christmas day is the busiest day of the year my grandfather who's jewish calls it jewish movie day uh <laughs> he like it's it, it is a crazy crazy day at the movies and when you release stuff around that time it's just going to do better there's unless unless it's ch- bad bad movie and um uh, uh i don't think that's what this is gonna be so it makes sense to me march never made sense yeah i, I agree your time for movies the only other theory i will suggest for the live action one for june of 2025 is venom 3 because we're all forgetting that that mm. movie exists and oh, it does yeah. not it does not officially have a release. Would people be how upset would half the populace be if that's not spider-man 4 it would like, be the that is so venom from my memory okay Ooh. my child is either obsessed with venom and i blocked venom from my memory thank you <laughs> It would be the most on-brand thing for everybody to think it's Spider-Man 4. And then it's just Venom. <laughs> Venom enters the chat. <laughs> but yeah, Aaron, we haven't gotten your thoughts on this. How do you feel about everything? I know you were laughing at Chris <laughs> eulogizing El Muerto in the chat. So I want to know how you feel. I mean, listen, it, it, listen El Muerto could have been like a found footage thing with just Bad Bunny walking around, like eating empanadas. It could have just been that. Uh, I would have watched that. It would have. It might have been better than Craven. Who knows? <laughs> uh, it's sad that they don't know what to do with like the biggest star on earth it's very strange to me it's very weird now Nicole has seen it so she can attest like <laughs> he just he just got it I don't understand I don't care oh there's only God. eight pages like just let him do stuff yes and, and now fine. and now I want bad bunny merch of him dresses on where to eating empanadas how dare you I need <laughs> that I, make that I'm make that a poster make that a shirt do something I'll buy it and I bet a bunch of other people will too listen, listen to here, us Sony man. when he ends up the punching f- Zolo Maraduena in the trailer <laughs> well you'll all see <laughs> You'll all see. He nice to Blue Beetle. He, he's done nothing I, wrong. I, listen, that, that looks great. That's yes. going to be better than a lot of the stuff we've already talked about. That's going to be great. 
Yeah. Um, I've been waiting for Jaime for forever. So like, yeah, yeah bring it here. Um, but yeah, so that's sad about El Muerto. I still think it's Spider-Man. I just, listen, why would you go up there? You I, And this is like a stupid deep cut. Some of the people in the audience will understand. They had like a blizzard, like, fan event thing during like one of those mm. games prep like things and they're like who's ready to talk about Diablo and everybody's like yeah and it's like who's ready to talk about a Diablo mobile game and everybody yeah. was like Ooh, get off the stage right now how <laughs> dare you get me amped up for no good reason that's what would happen if you went up there and went like even poor poor uh oh god she was telling us before just like why does it keep happening please stop assaulting me don't <laughs> cut my head off again um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Sony always keeps on her toes. Uh, yeah, I'm just like the cutting the head off technically wasn't canon since that was a deleted scene. I know. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So then our last piece of news uh, Aaron has for us. Um, this is kind of an interesting one. I've seen a lot of conversation about this already. Right. Uh, so out of nowhere, we get weird Disney Plus announcements just through social media now. No fanfare. No press conference, just like, hey, what's up, guys? So now the Incredible Hulk is on Disney Plus, and that has sparked a conversation about whether or not the rights have been returned to both he and Moore. Although the Moore stuff seems kind of dicey at the current moment, um, but it seems as though like they've been gearing up for this Hulk stuff to be a more permanent, prominent part of the MCU for a little while now, um, and. I mean, we know that uh, what, what's what's my guy from Bra in Brave New World? I almost called it the other word, the other thing. It's um, what what's his, what's the the leader? The leader is the yeah. villain. We have Hulk. We have She Hulk. There's been World War Hulk movie rumors for like four years now, five years for forever since before Disney Plus even existed. So, do you think that the rights are back? I think so. I think they are. Yeah. I think right. that has been confirmed too that they have the right. I was going to say, I think if I remember correctly, like reading something forever ago, like on the timeline, they were apparently supposed to revert like June of this year. And surprise, it's June of this year. So, I, like, I have an article pulled up right now. It's exactly like 15 years after yeah. The Incredible Hulk. And so then exactly. it, it has now, like, literally the day after those rights, like the 15 year anniversary of Incredible Hulk, it was on when Disney it showed Plus. up on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. So, I also, Aaron, you saying press conference was very funny to me because I'm just imagining like a full official press conference just to be like this movie is now streaming on Disney Plus. They, in, the, in, the past, in the early aughts, we would have done that. There would have yeah. been some person at Marvel who would have gotten on a conference call, talked yeah. about ARPU, and then said, oh yeah, the Incredible Hulk is streaming right now. ARPU. So, ARPU. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to believe and hope that the rights are now back at Marvel. Like all of the legalese of it is really interesting, but like it seems like that is the case. We'll have to wait and see what that actually looks like because I know the World War Hulk scuttlebutt has happened for so many years at this point. Can I just say also, if you're old enough to remember the Incredible Hulk coming out in the theater, it's time to take your Metamucil because <laughs> Jesus, it's been 15 years. Don't call me out like that. I mean, Nicole had the 20th of the Ang Lee one. That makes me old. That, that, that now I gotta go like, pay for my ARP membership. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> God, I mean, it's, I, it's real. I'm, Kofi is like angry with the chat too. Yeah. Ah, me too, Kofi. I need a better back chair. I need a better get, back chair get, now. It's been a long get time. Get my cane. Get these yep. kids off my lawn. <laughs> God, we're so old. <laughs> I'm so um, turned to dust. Jamie, were you going to say something? Oh, I, I'm just like, it's just finally because, you know, it's silly that we've like never gotten like a right kind of Hulk movie. Um, I, the, the only good thing about this weird limbo is that it, it created my favorite roller coaster of all time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adventure. I love the Hulk coaster so much. Um, that's like the one positive of this weird limbo stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's a, I'm glad that we finally let's move on from like from the weird uh, it, who who owns this kind of business? It's uh, I don't like thinking about that aspect of stuff. It's <laughs> icky. <laughs> Let me be entertained, as Russell Crowe once famously said. <laughs> this is just becoming a Russell Crowe podcast. We're just yeah. like, slowly rebranding in real time. I mean, um. So, all right, we're gonna take a quick one minute break, and when we're back, we are going to be breaking down the first episode of Secret Invasion with spoilers. So, if you have not seen the episode, uh, you should probably go watch it and then come back to this. So, uh, stay tuned.
welcome back. Uh, we're going to be diving into the first episode of Secret Invasion. Uh, so we are going to do full spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the episode, you have been warned. Uh, there's definitely one really, really big spoiler that we are going to talk about very soon. Um, but so let's just go around and kind of get overall reactions. I know Jamie and I kind of shared our initial impressions. So Nicole and Aaron, let's start with you. Wow. <laughs> like the first episode, like, I know that there are a lot of people who've been like not sure what they think about this first episode. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. I really liked this first episode quite a bit. Um, I, I like that it's engaging parts of my brain that the MCU has not engaged in a really long time. And I know that sounds a little crazy, but I'm I'm so taken off my center watching um this first episode of Secret Invasion that it felt very good to not know what's going on. And then to have some genuine surprises that I did not see coming particularly. Can I just go ahead and say what that big surprise yeah. thing is? Um, Maria Hill getting killed was not on my bingo card. And and being killed by not Nick Fury, looking like Nick Fury, was also not on my bingo card. And Gravik being sociopathic as hell was also not on my bingo card. And as somebody who, like, I, one of the things when I watch any TV show is, like, I pride myself on trying to figure stuff out before it happens. Like, it's a little game I play. I had nothing. Like, I sat there going, huh, okay, I see what, I, I see what you're doing here. I have no, notes gone. Just gave up. I really like this. I feel like it is a little slow, but that's a good thing. I, I'm not going to recover from that death right away, guys. Like, I know that um, grief, trauma, all that is much. I got, oh my God. <laughs> but I, I, I really like this. I think, I think that this is going to be a weird slow burn. And if Marvel doesn't jack this up in episode three, um, full disclosure, I've seen the first two because of screeners. Um, and I do like where things are going, but if they don't mess this up in three, this has the potential of being the most unexpected and in almost intellectual thing I think they've ever done. Like I, I don't, I've never been engaged in something on a brain level with Marvel. And I, I say this as somebody who had to think hard my way through one division. So yeah, I, I really, I'm impressed with this so far. And I know that there's some people online who's gonna be like, what are you smoking? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I, I just really liked it. I thought it was interesting and twisty and weird. And I'm mad as hell about Maria Hill. I like I part of why I asked you to be on this episode was because I knew you could like console us and get us through like the five stages of grief with Maria. Like you could you could join us on that journey. That's that is traumatic. Like Maria Hill gets killed by Nick Fury. Like in her mind, she just got killed by Nick Fury. And Nick had to watch it. Can do nothing. We all for a hot second think she's going to be a scroll. Only nope, she's not. And then we have to sit with this complex emotion. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm. <laughs> we are now in denial. We are now mm -hmm. in denial. We'll That's we'll get through at. all the stages while we're here. Um, but yeah, Aaron, how how did you feel about this episode? What did you think? Uh interesting first little bit um on multiple fronts uh that's clear sam's having a blast just an absolute gasping nick fury again uh it makes you go man he really has been gone for like a long time like so much crap has happened uh since last time we saw the eye patch and he don't even have it here um the opening being that little clip they released i feel like it's pretty smart because at first i was like if this isn't the beginning, like where the heck would it be weird to get dropped into this? Also, it, it creating untold questions about uh, Agent Ross for our entirety of knowing him now, which is just in the background, which my brain kind of quietly filed away in the vault because we had other stuff to do <laughs> with the other 45 minutes of episode. Um, but yeah, like it's not exactly my speed, but it's, it is interesting and it is sort of this weird sort of study of like, man, so much stuff has happened. Can you really compete? Also, you guys, Olivia Coleman is great. Like, I mean, okay. They're, oh yeah. The, sure. Like I was like laughing. Is there anything about she's it. not great in? Exactly. I mean, right. It's I was impossible. like, okay. We just check <laughs> the, the world box, is hers. Like, <laughs> all right. And we keep it moving. So good start. Uh Kingsley is so interesting. Like uh his 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 posture in this is so funny to me. Like just very, very strange. 
very, very, I'm going to release a series of very angry YouTube messages for you to find and track me through <laughs> things while I kill politicians who might be up to no good. So I'm excited to see what, where we go. But it is not exactly my cup of tea, but it is interesting. Jay, Olivia Coleman's name was mentioned, so you have to take it away. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of us, a lot of people have were saying or thinking that this was going to be like in the same vein as like Winter Soldier. Um, uh, and I don't think that's true. Um, I that's I mean, that Winter Soldier to me is like a epic kind of action Mission Impossible type thing where this is more like this is more like a political thriller. This is a thriller. And I think that's really exciting. I think I said this last week, but this is not like anything we've gotten from from the MCU before. And I think that's really neat, even if it's not really your thing. Like Aaron said, it is cool to to kind of get this completely different genre. And that's what I've always said about why I loved phase four so much is because they just tried new new things. And um and and as I also said last week, I think this is the kind of show that's really gonna benefit from seeing the whole thing and a rewatch. And even though I think it should be a week-to-week -week release, I'm so excited for it to be over for me to watch it at once. And I rewatched the first episode last night. And the whole opening scene was a whole different experience knowing mm -hmm. that Everett's a scroll. And I don't think that he was a scroll before. I don't think that he was a scroll in Wakanda forever. And partially because we got so much of his marriage stuff in that movie <laughs> that I just don't think that would have worked with him as a scroll. Um, but I like that. I like that. It's like anyone in this show can be a scroll, but that does not mean they were a scroll before. It can mean that. And I'm sure we're going to find out. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested, um, in, in where it's all going to go. I, I'm, I'm really digging the whole darkness of it. Um, I have mixed feelings about Maria because on one hand, it's like she's just never gotten her full due she just yeah. always shows up to like kind of help nick and it's and she's never gotten like this full meaty thing and i i would have loved if she would have died like later in the season so we could have seen more of her and now it just feels like her death is probably going to just be a catalyst to light a fire under fury's booty so i'm like i i don't know um I, I, but also i like to get hurt like i like when tv hurts me tv can hurt me more than anything on this earth and so i do like feeling that and uh, i watched it with tony last night and he was so sad we had this conversation he's like man i never got to see enough maria and i reminded him that there is bonus maria content he has never witnessed before <laughs> that maybe some of you have never witnessed before and that is that she does show up in a little show called agents of shield so uh keep that in mind <laughs> If you haven't watched that program, I was waiting for the um, but yeah, I'm I'm just really into this whole whole vibe. I I totally like piggybacking off of what you said about Maria. Like Chris and I were talking, and he was like, I would feel more about Maria's death if I felt like she was more of a well-rounded character. Like she hasn't gotten really a lot of opportunities to be fully three-dimensional. But I still liked the context of her death and like what like just the fact that they even went there because it feels like death in this franchise is so sporadic and like kind of mm -hmm. impermanent. Of like it only really happens with consequence either to like the random villain of one movie, which even then we don't really do as much anymore or to like Steve and Tony after they have these long like prolific superhero careers so I liked the tragedy of it and I like just the moment when Fury is like comforting her right before she dies is like heart-wrenching like they just they knocked that out of the park I I really liked this episode I think I liked it more upon second viewing I can still see why this is not everybody's speed and I still think that there is potential to possibly have the show become something else I have no idea what we're building to and that is both exciting and kind of nerve-wracking at the same time because they could stick the landing they could not like we'll have to wait and see um but overall i liked it i'm very excited to see how the conversation continues in future episodes um but so breaking up the kind of the nitty-gritty of the episode we have to talk about one thing first uh that i did not know while watching the screeners i know nicole and jamie did not know this information either um so an interview with Polygon this morning confirmed that the opening credits to Secret Invasion were made with artificial intelligence. Um, so director Ali Salim confirmed it and said that Methods has designed it. And he said, quote, when we reached out to the AI vendors, that was a part of it. It just came right out of the shape-shifting scroll world identity. You know, who did this? Who is this? Um, he also added he doesn't really understand how it works, but he found it interesting. Um, this really upsets me. And I know, yeah, we're going to talk about it a lot. I'm because I, I liked the credits just on their own in like without any context. But now having the context, I can't unsee just how 
gross it kind of feels. Chris pointed out one shot that literally looks like Saul Goodman. Like it just looks like he took Better Call Saul art and like ran it through an AI generator. Um, so I'm I'm very upset and kind of disheartened that this is the direction that they took. I can almost see their logic, but I don't think it's good logic. And having this also happen the same week that like the Stan Lee documentary basically kind of hand waved a lot of Jack Kirby's contributions just makes me feel really sad for artists in general. So it's just kind of disheartening. But Jamie, I saw you making faces, so I need you to weigh in. <laughs> But it bums me out because I watched it thinking like, this is awesome. And now I'm like, oh, well, it's awesome because it pulls and steals and it's not right. And like, you just hit the nail on the head, which is like, how many artists work with Marvel that could have created something similar to this and it have been original and beautiful. And it, it just, it, it, it's me like, yeah, like you said, the scroll thing. Okay, sure. That's an excuse. But it, this is just not a direction we should be going. This is the reason why we're on people on strike um it's it's not right i mean i i uh the new season of black mirror the first episode the jonah's awful episode yes it's like netflix thinks that they're making fun of themselves but they're just telling on themselves in like this like really gross way that this is becoming the norm this kind of ai whatever and it's soulless it's i mean um you know we're not a dc podcast so i know we're not going to get too deep in the flash but i i like the flash minus that one sequence where we're just taking dead actors and uh and and making it as if like look how cool it is that they're here no they're dead and they don't have they don't have a say in in this it's just like the artists that you're stealing from don't have a say they're not getting paid they're you can't have ai without pulling from real stuff and it's uh it's disheartening and there are so many artists and so many artists that work with Marvel. That's what is such a bummer. I think it's a real slap in the face to, to the whole medium of how all of this started. Comics and art, that's why we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't have our jobs. And now it's all gross. I will just say, like piggybacking off of that, it's it's so crazy to have this month so far that is like not even all the way over. And we have Spider-Verse, which is like so lovingly crafted and so wholly original. And then we have two other pieces of superhero media that just use AI. And it's kind of this like weird slippery slope. Like I, I had said like to Chris last week, I'm almost worried now that like The Flash did what it did. I'm like, I hope Secret Wars doesn't utilize that same technology. But now that we know they're doing AI for opening credits, I have no idea. And it's kind of disappointing that that is where it is. Even just to go from the She-Hulk credits, which were so thoughtfully crafted and had Easter eggs and had jokes for each episode, to go from that to this is very kind of upsetting. But Nicole, what do you feel about it? This is just so disgusting and so gross and ethically wrong on a lot of different levels. And like, I've seen some people like, yes, intellectually or whatever quotations around that. I understand they're trying to this whole vibe of like, it's this creepy intersection of something not human into humanity. This is definitely a interesting idea, bro. Terrible execution. Like, but I've also seen people like, oh, well, they paid a firm to do that. You, you know what that firm did? They sat someone down at a computer and had them use MidJourney or whatever the professional equivalent of that is. That literally does the same freaking thing that anybody with a computer can do. And they use an app and feed stuff in and steal other people's work. It's theft. It's theft. They paid someone to steal someone else's work. That's literally what it is. And it's disgusting. And it just feels wrong again it's marvel and it's comics and this all started with somebody's hard work and there are people who there are talented artists all over the world who draw cool stuff cooler looking than what we got let's be honest like yeah they look neat but when you really look at some of the details on that some of it looks pretty bad when you really look at it and we could have gotten so much better and honestly probably cheaper than what you paid an ai firm to do if you really want to get down to it like there are some really good artists that probably would have worked and come up with something way better at a reasonable rate compared to what some high-end firm is probably charging to sit an intern at a computer and press a button and that's gross and read the room like there's a huge movement right now with artists of all shapes and sizes saying for the love of god don't steal our work pay us and we'll create something 10 times better and the fact that they're doing this now in the middle of a strike, in the middle of people saying, we don't want computer generated garbage. We want real work. This is not what we want. Cutting corners is not okay. Stop stealing from us and doing it anyway. And trying to say, Oh, well it matches the vibe is just disgusting. And I've seen people already commenting on lines that now that they know this, that that ends the show for them. They're not going to be tuning in anymore. And 
I, I feel like I can't even argue with that logic because as someone who has been an artist and someone who has artists in their family, I know that this for me is just a big red flag of what are we going to get next? And I don't want to watch a Marvel show or any show that's got art that was stolen from somebody else and then thrown in a, a crappy blender and spit back out for someone to not get paid for their work. Cause art is, is a labor of love, regardless of what it is. We could do way better. AI has a place. This isn't it. I will say, cause there are people in the chat who are like, well, if you're so upset by it, don't watch it. First of all, this is our jobs. We have to watch it. Uh, we have to. Yeah. yeah can we, we put Aaron on the big screen? Cause Aaron's showing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very great comic. That is the, uh, we should improve society somewhat, yet you participate in a society. That's curious. Um, we have to watch the show for work, and this is literally our jobs to talk about this show. But you can you can enjoy something and talk about something. Again, this doesn't affect how I see the actual episode. And I've already seen people who worked on the show in another context who are upset mm -hmm. that the AI-generated thing is part of the conversation. But we still have to talk about it because it is a choice, and it's not necessarily yeah. a choice that we agree with. Aaron, how and do you, you can still participate it? in something Thing and has, somebody has to participate in it to be able to point the finger and be like, this is wrong. We need to make change. Exactly. But you, you, you can't walk away from the issue and expect yeah. it to get better. So yeah. when people say, well, don't engage with it if you don't like it. No, that's what that's the issue is you have to mm -hmm. engage with it correctly to create change. Just walking away. Whole, like there are some people who do not have the emotional intellectual bandwidth to engage with it. But for those of us who can and do, we should. And that's how that's how these things operate. Mm -hmm. And so, no, ignoring it's not going to you have to participate in society if you want to change it. That That's it. That's how it works. Aaron, how do you feel about it? Uh, first of all, credit to Matt Boris, who made that comic for the NIB back in 2016. It's called Mr. Gotcha. And you should just tweet that out so people just have like, an answer. Everybody can <laughs> yeah. save it. I mean, yeah. you know, like it's interesting because you have this thing where I, I, I read the sort of explanation after seeing it. Cause I, I immediately flagged it as in, in mini journey. Cause I'm like, oh wow, like, okay. And that starts us off on a weird foot right then and there. You know what I mean? And then when I read the thing, I was like, okay, I mean, that makes sense. But also you're not gonna give a corporation a benefit of the doubt in a situation like that. Ty doesn't go to the runner in this situation at all. Like you're gonna be like, I'm gonna assume that this is a more mature uh, Marvel series. The people at Disney are running the numbers. They see what happened with Andor and the level of viewership it got compared to like Obi-Wan or the Mandalorian or like whatever, or the incoming Ahsoka. And we can't put that much resource to it because it might not yield as much as the other thing. So we're just going to start trying to cut corners around it. I, I don't, I think it's gross. I, I don't have a problem with saying like, if you think it's gross, don't watch. I'm like, this is literally our job. We have to show up. Jim Viscardi has my family. Like, <laughs> I have to show up here, you know, I got to talk about it. So uh, I will. And it's funny, too, because I don't even know where I had this in my rankings, but it wasn't this high. Right. Um, but I, I was willing to kind of give it a chance. And that having that in the in the first couple of months is such an on goal that you could have avoided mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, I really love the intro to Hawkeye. I've really enjoyed kind of like the Miss Marvel screen mm -hmm. card different ones for each thematic episode that was really fun some of the other ones are really really good too oh we all like spent eight million years watching all the wandavision credits i still do that from time to time when i just feel bad i'm sure jamie <laughs> because she's smiling so i i really uh it, it is kind of troubling and it is a sort of thing where all these struggles are united in the same place what begets a WGA strike, what begets a SAG-AFRA strike and a Director's Guild strike, all stems from the same thing that would have you use AI for an intro and credit uh, directors as content creators over there on the old Mac streaming service. They all come from the same well. So I know they're probably going to have to respond to it in some way. I hope the poor person who has to stay up and make a nice in-design, clean intro if it gets bad enough i hope that they eat and are compensated well but it's not a great way for us to start out it's just not i think everybody else here said it uh very well before i got on here you know 
Mm-hmm. And like now we'll shift gears to talk about the actual episode. Because again, like the episode itself still has things that we can enjoy and appreciate, but we just needed to address this because this is obviously, first of all, it's like such a big thing on Twitter and also just like the thing that needs to be discussed. Um, the thing that I find really interesting and I think is fueling a lot of the response around the show is that this is so different from the comic. Obviously, like we knew going in, it was not going to be very much like the comic. But do we think that that is going to help or hurt the show? How do you guys feel? I, I think overall it won't hurt it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that um, it'll bum some people out, but I, I, but like you said, we knew that we, we, we knew that's what this was going to be. And I think as long as it's a good show, it won't matter, which is another one where it's like this, we can revisit this question uh, <laughs> in however many six to eight weeks. I don't know how long that the show is. Well, six I, mean, I think I think at this point, like, if the MCU has told, taught us any one thing, it's that we're going to get things that are named after comics that don't match the comics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. Like, the great thing about stories and storytelling is that you can have something that's similar and different. And I hate that. It's a multiverse out there. There's a lot of ways you can approach a concept. And there's going to be a subset who's going to be big angry that this isn't an exact adaptation. And that's fine. I mean, I'm, I get that way with certain things that I love. And then sometimes I'm proven absolutely horrifically wrong that the adaptation is great because it's different. And I can still you can still love the comic and you can still love the thing that's got the comic's name but isn't the same. I don't think it's going to hurt it. I think if anything, what might hurt it is the fact that it is so wildly different than what we have sort of been trained to expect from the MCU. And I think that's where a lot of people are being tripped up by just this first episode and are afraid to go along with it. And you know what? That's fair. You're outside your comfort zone. I'm outside my comfort zone with this because a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, Winter Soldier. This is not the same. And I think, again, it's going to be a matter of just let go and go along with it. And it maybe it will be your cup of tea. But you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna learn something new. You're gonna see something different. So I think it not being exactly like the comics is going to not hurt. I think it's gonna help the comics though. I think people are gonna be like, well, if this isn't the comics, what is the comics? And I am all for that because please go read those comics. Those are great. I, I completely agree. I also feel like they're like this is a best advertisement just for Nick Fury comics. Like if you just oh, want to go read yeah. every adventure Nick Fury has ever had in the comics, this show is the perfect kind of. And please do. Yes, please, please do. do. Nick Fury um, yeah. is amazing. Yes. Aaron, how do you feel about like the difference? I know you've said with Secret Wars, like Secret Wars is not going to be anything like the comics in your mind. So it's like, how do you feel about this even just being so drastic? It's, it's it, like, I think Nicole is really right where it's like some of these adaptations are just going to be, hey, here's the name and the general conceit. And that's about it. I Secret Invasion is closer to my heart than maybe like the Hickman like Secret Wars stuff is because that was such a formative age where I could just sit around and read all of it. And I was really invested in that in Civil War in like a real way. And so Civil War unfolds very differently than the comic book event. I still really like that movie a whole lot. So I'm willing to give this a shot. It is going to have to find its own way to make those same sort of like big what the heck just happened reveals that happened in the comic series. Because spoiler from a comic event for like a decade ago. <laughs> but like stuff like freaking Mr. Fantastic getting turned into string cheese already happened in like most of Madness. <laughs> so like obviously he doesn't exist yet. So he can't have that here. The stuff with the Skrull Queen and Tony was really crazy. The weird time capsule full of 70s Marvel variants standing across from each other in the Savage Land yeah. in the middle of it is like nuts and burned into my adolescent brain forever. <laughs> and you just can't have that. Although it would be tremendous if like after all the complaining we've done about there not being the other Avengers popping up and you get like Simu Liu in like an old style Shang-Chi costume oh. and like Carol and like the one piece like kind of deal. All that stuff would be amazing, but you're probably uh. not going to get that here. So I would die. It would have I, to. Huh? You just described my wildest dreams. I'm like, yeah, I, know. I, I, I need that to happen. Die, no. I get it it's it's <laughs> yeah. all right. But I would die dead. You'd have to resurrect me. Yeah. I, I like. Go on. Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, it's amazing we haven't gotten the whole, the whole like weird swimsuit Carol thing yet. And <laughs> as a joke, like, no, ugh, yeah. for two seconds. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. I, I'm holding out hope for the Marvel somehow, even though I know they probably aren't going to do it there. Um, I will say to your point about like the Avengers and everything, the way that those scrolls steal their identities and their shells is really interesting to me of like, we take a person, we basically put them in stasis and then we assume their identity. Because I know like, it, just me personally, I was a Abigail Brand truther of like hoping that that was who Amelia Clark was playing. <laughs> and it's That's like- right. <laughs> 
now, like with this device, like uh, granted, not having seen the last four episodes, it's like if they wanted to, after this show, still have an actor play a comic character who happens to look like the shell, then they could still do that. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. I find that really interesting. I'm not going to necessarily hold out hope, but it would be a really cool reveal if they did that. Yeah. Um, I like that theory a lot. Because it's like, I know that they love keeping these actors around if possible. And it's like, if Gaia doesn't necessarily have some like long term storyline, you could still be like, here's Amelia Clark. She's going to dye her hair green and she's just Abigail Brand. Like, but I'm just, you know, that's just a pipe dream for me. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is uh, Olivia Coleman, her character, uh, Sonia Fallsworth. So, the Fallsworth name is really interesting in Marvel Comics because it's tied to Union Jack, who is basically like a very British superhero adventurer type. Uh, Roy Thomas and Frank Robbins originally created the character, and there are multiple Fallsworth men who have held the Union Jack mantle. So I don't know if they're going to lean into that at all, but at least like the having giving her that last name in my mind feels like a really cool kind of comic connection. So who knows? I would love to just see Olivia Coleman in like an MCU super suit just for one. Oh moment. my God. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. I feel like she'd have the best. <laughs> I need someone to clean Jamie's face. <laughs> Jamie would have you know, like your Halloween costume. You would have so much merch just off of like Olivia Coleman in a super suit. Listen, and I now Jamie and I would both actually probably die if that happened. And then I think that would be a tattoo for Jamie. I'm not even gonna yes. lie. <laughs> a thousand percent. Jamie's yeah. planning um, it now. Yeah. Um, but does anyone else have any other thoughts on Secret Invasion? I do I do have one question though. Like okay. I hadn't thought about it, so that's why I didn't throw it down. Like um the way that they steal their identities, that's the Captain Marvel tech, isn't it? Yeah. That they were using to like, yeah. So like if you're going through all this and you really want to just take over, man, have somebody get Dermable Rhodey's wax self and take him and just take all the secrets and do it that way. Like <laughs> we did this before with the blowing up stuff. I wrote an article weeks ago now where I was like, I feel like they could really learn from Captain America and Winter Soldier, like how kind of not to like have, cause there was like, I think what happened with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier really was like the antagonist had a point to mm -hmm. a point where you couldn't really feel bad or you didn't really feel that great about Sam and them having to really fight this woman and her cause. And right now, I kind of understand where the scrolls are coming from a little bit. Like you promised me a, a home of some kind and like, it's been 30 years and like nothing's happened. I know like Thanos, Thanos destroys half the universe and all this other stuff. Happened. Cool. But what that got to do with me? Where's my money? Like where's my money? <laughs> What's going on? So that's super funny too. I'm like, couldn't you guys just like kidnap him? It feels like Rhodey's already been compromised a little bit in the little two seconds of dawn we get here, but still, you know. <laughs> your your whole tangent reminded me of the like Tumblr text post that always goes around of like Blade just being like, there are so many vampires, please help me. And like nobody in the universe is <laughs> like that just reminds me of that. Of just there are so many other problems going on. Um, but yeah, any other Jamie Nicole? Any other yeah, I want to say one thing. Um, first of all, I, I my brain was so focused on saying about how great Olivia Coleman is. I, I would like Seth Emily Clark also great. Um, the whole cast very good cast. Um, yes. There was one like I I would like to reiterate. I really 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 enjoyed this episode. But there's one moment that I wish would have happened that didn't. And one of my favorite things about the post blip, I love getting to see people getting blipped back I, the moment mm -hmm. where Yelena is in the bathroom is one of yes. my favorite scenes so cool. the, my, one of my favorite WandaVision moments is that hospital opening it's so mm -hmm. scary and when when we're like traumatized Nick in the bed when he like flashes back to getting blipped I, like what I thought they were gonna also then instantly show him getting getting put back in that moment and I was like really excited to see that scene and then it's like oh no it's just a flashback to something we've seen before and that kind of disappointed me because like, for a second I really thought we were going to get to see that moment of Nick coming back and realizing in the moment what what had happened maybe we will still get that like I'm gonna hold out hope because that maybe would be a really cool thing that. to see mm. and because like clearly they're so leaning into like the impact that that had on him mm. and the trauma that he has from it so it's like yeah. I feel like if we don't get that scene in, scene in some capacity it, it's kind of a, a little disappointing I um, feel like one thing the MCU has done is they've not really dug into the restoration trauma yeah. that they've really needed to and I think if there's ever going to be a place for it this is the series we're going to get it because so much of it plays into the scroll complaint yes. as i'm calling it the, the scroll complaint is what i'm going to call their <laughs> beef for lack of a better term at this point and i think that's a, such a factor that i think that it, and honestly if i'm really being serious about it i think nick fury 
um, is honestly the perfect character to explore that with because we've never really fully seen Nick Fury really dig into anything. And he's the right character to deal with the rough restoration trauma. And so if, if they do this right and they don't have a whole lot of episodes to do it in, but if they do it right, this could be a very interesting intersection of all of the things that the MCU has just not dug into Dang it, now I'm interested. More than I already was, but now I'm like, oh, there's my angle. There it is. That's how they're going to get me. I, I, I eagerly await your like thousand word trauma piece about all of that. Because I also want to know, know like how it impacted the scrolls. Because I'm sure like Talos' huh. family probably was affected by the blip in one way or another and just the larger scroll population. So I'm, I, I hope that that's something we And you already into. know Gravik's a mess. So yeah. like, that dude yeah. scares me. I, I, he scares me, but I love it. Um, no so hugs. that's it. No hugs. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's it for today's phase zero. This was a very chalky one, but I think it was a really fun one. Uh, Nicole, do you have anything you want to plug to leave the listeners on um i have nothing really to plug but i just want everybody to sit with their feelings about maria hill it's okay to be sad even though we didn't get much of her and um my my twitter is always open if we want to cry about maria hill i love it polaroid jamie what do you have to plug oh yeah follow me on letterbox at jamie cinematics because find out what i thought about the flash find out what i thought about indiana jones which i've somehow seen twice (laughs) Um, find out about all my thoughts on all the new Black Mirror episodes because you can log those on Letterboxd. And also, I want to shout out to one of our new listeners, Jody. Uh, he's a security man who protects uh, protects the kids in my neighborhood and Aww. he started listening. Aww. So I want to say, hey, Jody. Yay, Jody. That's amazing. I love it. Aaron, what do you have to plug? It's at some Lake Hornet on Twitter. Um, I think, let's see here. What do we got? I want to congratulate Stephanie Williams and them for their uh, children's book. They just got optioned of uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur based on the TV show. That's real fun. Awesome. She's done a lot of cool stuff over with DC. Also, go watch the Priscilla trailer. Yes. Like, like I'm like, she was made to like <laughs> bring these pretty like picturesque <laughs> things to life. That's all she does. I know it's a joke. I know it's a big, huge meme, but I was watching it and I'm like, oh man. Aquanet. I can smell it through the screen. <laughs> so uh, go look at that. And as a, there, everybody. as huh? a Baz Luhrmann Elvis obsessive, I am very, very excited for I'm, Priscilla. I'm sorry. Like, it, yeah, if Baz anybody... Lerman? Yeah, like if anybody I'm else, so in. if anybody else is going to get like the opulence of that of that time in that relationship, it's Sofia Coppola. So I'm very I'm very excited to see that movie. Um, so I'm at Hey It's Jenna Lynn on all social medias. Uh, don't forget to follow our show at Phase Zero CB, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget to leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. I know we, we've we been reading those sporadically if you ask us a question in there, but we're probably over to do, overdue to do one. So ask us a question. We'll probably answer it on the show. And yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, episode two of Secret Invasion and whatever other Marvel craziness happens between now and then. There's probably going to be some sort of post credit scene today, knowing our luck. So uh, <laughs> take care and we'll see you next week. 